Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. This is Dr. Boris Orlock of Happy Horror Coffee Break, old-time horror radio show. <laughs> and you're listening to a fourth-hand production. Welcome to the weird and mysterious world of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. Coming to you from the mothership directly above the uncanny valley, my name is Bobby Anthem, alias Malcolm Hex, and with me as always, President Ronald Pagan, better known to you as my partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman. Hello, my name is Bobby Blades, and I'm not an alcoholic, but I do smell like one. <laughs> That's good. I think that works for what we have going on today. What's happening, man? Not much, man. It's hot as balls outside and just trying to stay cool. That's cool. That's actually cool. It is, man. It's, it's a lot of degrees in here, too, man. It's hot as <laughs> H-E double sippy straws. I see what you but did there. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, we got some good stuff going today, man. We got we have a guest from what has quickly become one of my very favorite shows. Um, uh, who do we have with us today? I think uh, I think her name is uh, Jessica, and she's from a show called uh, Screwed, Blued, and Tattooed. Oh no, wait, it's uh, Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Either works for me, man, but I'm excited about this. I know I say it all the time, 
whenever we have somebody with us that I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about this one, man. Jess is so easy to talk to and even better, she's so easy to listen to, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, her voice ranks up there in, in my top uh, top three voices, uh, like right, right next to you. So there'll be <laughs> you, Jess, and then um, another person that we know. Ah, I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> the the incredible voice rating scale of Bobby Blades. Yeah, man, but this is a good one, though, man. This is interesting for anybody who has not listened to Jess's show, Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos. Uh, kind of like-minded, you know? Um, obviously, we have the tattoo connection, but she's also into a lot of paranormal stuff. Uh, and... She has some personal experience and some other things that we're going to get into. Oh, yeah. She's a lot of great stories. Really cool person. Very easy to talk to. I mean, we had spent pretty much the better part of two hours, but we couldn't capture it all. So there will be a part two to this. There'll be a part two, hopefully a part three and four, and we're just going to keep it going, man. And, and Jess is such a good talker. She may have even um, given us another catchphrase, another T-shirt idea to ah, run with. Yeah, but we're that's not, right. <laughs> we're not going to spoil that. We're going to let you hear that when it comes up. Yep. All that and more when we return. We've been having a real good conversation for like a half an hour before the recording, and we covered a whole lot of good stuff already. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's usually how we like to get the flow started anyway. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm very excited to get the flow started with our guest who we have today. We have the one and only Jess from Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos. And I've been listening to the show for a minute, and I'm... I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm excited. Thanks for thanks for uh, doing this with us. Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Check out that voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the only voice that can match Bobby Anthem. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> well, listen, the two of us reading bedtime stories together would be like a hit. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't be able to fall asleep, but that's for a totally different reason. <laughs> that's not even the least bit disturbing. <laughs> Did I just make it weird again? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right, man. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about this, man. I'm, I would guess that most of the people who are listening to us right now are probably already familiar uh, with, with you, Jess, and your show, but... Just for the people who are not familiar, uh, just give us a little rundown of your show and what this show is about. Well, Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos kind of covers everything. I didn't want to just do a paranormal show or just true crime, so I cover both, as well as taboo topics and witchcraft, and pretty much nothing is off limits, for my show at least. Um, I am currently on a little bit of a break because I'm switching to seasons, but I'm still going to cover all the same kind of stuff in those seasons. It's still going to be true crime, paranormal, witchcraft, taboo topics, whatever the case may be. And I just don't want to get bored. Yeah. <laughs> so I cover all those things. Conspiracy theories is the one thing I really 
don't cover, I turn to you guys and Conspiracy Cafe for those. Right. Because it's just hard to cover with one person. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, the, the thing about us that, that we've actually said early on is because people would always people would always, our friends would always describe our show as a conspiracy theory show and we would always have to correct them because that's really not exactly what we do you know yeah. we don't really get into like government conspiracies and cover-ups and things like that we're really uh we're really drawn more to more to well we both we both we've both had like spiritual experiences with you know spirits ghosts and things of that nature and we're both way into aliens you know <laughs> right perhaps a little I too much cover aliens because that's just a topic that i like to hear about okay. but it's not something i like to spend 40 hours researching and then cover you know <laughs> right right but yeah i love listening to you guys cover stuff like that i i loved your most recent episode with jay from conspiracy cafe with the mk ultra you guys did such an awesome job and i was like hooked the entire time cool thanks man that's it's nice to hear that you know because honestly blades and i we don't do a ton of research well i don't do any blades does some <laughs> but, you know i guess i shouldn't really say i don't do any i look things up but you know i can't really you know my, well okay with my vision you know i, I am legally blind so you know right. keeping notes is kind of a problem for me so we usually just do a lot of riffing on what we come across and you know, that's just that's just the spin that we take on it but yeah i was actually i was very happy with how the uh, mk ultra uh, episode came out man jay jay really he comes through with the research yeah man. he the, does the guy he, you know, he, he's more professional than anybody having a regular conversation with him would ever know, <laughs> you know, because he's so cool and so laid back. But he's really on point with his research. Yeah, he gathers, though. I mean, he showed me the photographs of the notes that he took. And I was like, God damn, if I was to ever sit down long enough to take those notes, my head would probably hurt. Um, so, yeah, he definitely does his research, which I'm glad for, because if he just had us on the show and none of us did research, we'd kind of be sitting there just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you guys go back and forth in your little banter, especially before episodes. I, I love it. And yes. the way Blades, you kind of like tell the story and then you, Bobby, kind of like jump in and talk about it because you remember it or you remember certain things about it i do really like that <laughs> yeah you got it that's what we do <laughs> you guys have a really great dynamic and it works really well oh man i appreciate that you know that comes a lot of that comes from well just the uh the various um conditions that we have and just from being like genuine friends you know uh, it would probably be a different thing if we were placed together, but you know we're actual friends, so it just it makes it easy, you know. Yeah, I I really enjoy the way you guys talk about different subjects and even just like the little tangents you guys go on. I absolutely love it. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that that makes me happy because I always come down really hard on myself. I mean, you can even ask Bobby when whenever we finish an episode, sometimes. I'll just be sitting there and I'll send him a text. I'm like, dude, I think I rambled and like I went off topic and I was just kind of blabbing and people are going to think I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it comes across that way at all. Yeah, so he just I'm always, so either. 
He tells me not to worry about it, and then I don't worry about it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it at all. The the way you guys talk about all these subjects, it just that's that's your show. That's what makes your show the way it is. Yeah. And like, I love it. I'm awesome. sure all of your fans and everything love it. I hope so. I mean, we we're always putting the uh, invitation out there for them to contact us, like write us a five star review, send us an email, like do something. Mm-hmm. And we, it's been pretty quiet on that front. So either we've got a lot of shy fans or I'm just thinking way too deeply into this. Maybe a lot of them have Android and it is a giant pain in the ass to go into iTunes and leave reviews. Uh, oh, really? I know that's where okay. I'm at. <laughs> oh. That's why, like, I haven't left you guys one yet because I have Android. Actually, I have a link that um, it's called Chartable. You go to Chartable, and if you yeah. leave a review there, it'll show up on iTunes, actually. So that's how anybody with Android can leave a review that doesn't want to go on iTunes. Very nice. I would include that in your show notes then. You might get more reviews. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting. I'm just like, oh, yeah, leave a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes because I think everybody listens through iTunes. Look, see, this is this is where it helps to have a pro on the show with us. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> you are a pro. Hey, you are, doing, you are doing way better than we are. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty far from a pro. I just know from experience having an Android that... I have to go on my desktop to go to iTunes and leave reviews. So I have like a list of like seven different podcasts sitting here that I do have to leave reviews for. And I always forget. Well, I mean, even outside the reviews, you know, I mean, we do we do get emails here and there and we have right. friends who, who I know are listening. And uh, a lot of my friends will hit me up uh, after our show is released and they'll say, hey, man, I like this. I like your show. And you just figure your friends say things like that, but then they'll mention something very specific that, that we talked about. So I'm like, oh, okay, they actually did listen, you know, but. Nice. Uh, yeah. You know, so, you should, so that's pretty cool. You should, Bobby's like a little kid. I mean, when uh, <laughs> when somebody mentions something on our show, he'll, he'll immediately like uh, screen cap it and then send it through me, send it to me through a text message. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> They talked about us. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> I do. I send, them, I send them anytime we're mentioned on a show or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes See, I'm not I always listening. <laughs> but I, w- I do want to talk a little bit more about your show, though. Yeah, um, okay. let's said, talk about you. You said you get into paranormal things like that. And mm-hmm. what I really wanted you to get more into was uh, was more about the witchcraft. Okay. Because I know that I know that that is a big thing for you, and that's you know, I was intrigued by that. Well, witchcraft wasn't something I planned initially on covering, but Jerry Polly from Hillbilly Horror Stories he suggested I cover it when I ran into this issue where like four other podcasts put out an episode on the topic I was going to cover the week I was supposed to record and put it out. <laughs> So I was like scrambling for something and he suggested I cover that. So most of what I do when I talk about it is very introductory. It's talking about a lot of the misconceptions with witchcraft. Like we obviously don't like worship the devil or eat babies or anything like that. We usually just grow plants and grow attached to rocks for some reason. And like it's 
very simple when you break it down and witchcraft is something that has had a huge stigma for a very long time and it's something that I do wish would go away just because it is just a normal thing for many people I think it's because the idiots, you know, the idiots of any religion really screw it up for the rest of the people. Yeah, absolutely. And just hearing the word witch, people either roll their eyes or ask if you're going to curse them or get super excited. It's one of three. <laughs> There's never an in-between. Yeah. Well, there, is the, there is that stigma that just it just goes back so long and you know Mm -hmm. what we've seen what we've seen in uh pop culture just even over the decades you know we just have and even what you know what's what's shown to us as little kids you know depictions of witches when we're little kids you know we just a lot of people just are kind of stuck on that and nobody really knows what to believe and you know there's a lot of um opinions are formed and set in at such an early age and they're just passed on from generation to generation and a lot of the ignorance breeds fear and judgment that's just misplaced so fortunately there are platforms like this one where uh, we can have people like yourself come on and kind of clear some things up for some people Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many misconceptions. Like, I wish witchcraft worked like how Hollywood depicts it does. (laughs) But that's not the case at all. (laughs) (laughs) And a big part of the misconception about people who practice this quote-unquote witchcraft is because of King James. And he had, like, a vendetta against women in particular, women that he thought were witches. I mean, it's a lot of history in there and a lot of basically like conspiracy coming from him. And this is the person that oversaw the translation of the Bible. Right. So it may have just been complete misinformation then at the time as well, but a majority of the women and men that were persecuted or executed for witchcraft really just were herbalists like right (laughs) it was very simple things or normal people or just a woman who's kind of good at math a little (laughs) (laughs) right or a woman who didn't know her place and she spoke out against something (laughs) yeah a midwife or a farmer whose sheep had twins or any <laughs> anything a baby who right. was born with one brown eye and one blue right hey, now <laughs> i wasn't born this way <laughs> but yeah or just just somebody who just has a vendetta a personal vendetta against somebody and just decides they don't yeah. like somebody and they say hey that person right there is a witch. And yeah. it just <laughs> right. raises an eyebrow. It's like that hysteria. Like one of the things that when I first listened to your show, it was, of course, the Salem Witch Trials episode. And a lot of those people who were accused, it, like I had already known this, but I didn't know that deeply into it. And like it was all about money and land. And then it was just yeah. girls who uh, little girls who 
you know, they were under a lot of pressure from, you know, when they took it to court and all that. And the little girls are like, oh, I saw her dancing with the devil and she was naked and consorting with Satan and that kind of thing. And it was just insane that at that time that those words held so much weight and people could be executed for something that they didn't even really have a part of. They weren't actually witches. They weren't practicing witchcraft. They didn't do magic. It's just, you know, they got a fucked up hand. Exactly. And I mean, imagine if those people then could see what life is like today (laughs) and how many people are embracing this now. I mean, luckily, the tides have changed completely. Like, witchcraft is starting to not be taboo anymore. It's, it, and it's almost going in the opposite direction to where it's like trendy. (laughs) The the eyeliner and the dark clothing, pentacles everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that comes with its own set of issues, but I would rather have people interested in it and interested in learning it rather than people that just don't want to hear it and don't want to even acknowledge that maybe it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm I'm fine with the, the trendy witches, whatever, do your thing, as long as you actually do research and get right. accurate information, which is hard, but ultimately it's just what works for you. Yeah. If it helps you find your own path and brings you happiness, then all the more power to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's with anything. Like, even though I am pagan and I am a practicing witch, if you are interested in Christianity and you feel pulled towards that, go for it. Like, do all the reading you can on anything, no matter what it is. If you feel called to that or are interested in it, look it up. Yeah, that's why we got the internet now. Google is everywhere. Yeah, man, everything is right there for us. Yeah, you, know? you don't even have to go to the library anymore. And honestly, like nothing, nothing has to be scary because I've mentioned it a million times before on this show and on other shows. You know, um, just speaking for Blades and me, like you know, we come from two completely different, completely different <laughs> religious backgrounds. Polar you know, opposites. I'm, I'm, I'm polar opposites. I'm I'm open about mine. You know, I mean, a lot of our friends are atheists uh Mm -hmm. some are satanists whatever i'm a christian you know like that's that's what i am you know i don't i don't hide that from my friends i don't see any reason to and a lot of a lot of our friends will poke fun they're real critical i don't get offended i do find a lot of the ridicule to be offensive but i personally don't get offended because i i get where it's coming from but my thing is I, I don't have to be afraid of what somebody else is doing, you know, if, right. as long as as long as nobody's hurting anybody. I mean, and like you said, it's not like you're casting spells and eating babies and stuff like that. I, I understand that, you know, so it, <laughs> why the hell would it bother me? Well, I mean, we do cast spells. Well, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I yeah. mean. <laughs> A majority of us don't want to hurt people. I mean, there are always... A couple bad apples in the bunch and that's with any any kind of practice any kind of religious background and nobody should judge because of something as simple as that yeah 
Yeah, if that was the case, then right now we'd be judging by... Uh, what's the name of that church that protests like the, the gay soldier funerals and tell, tells them that they're going to hell? That real Baptist, Baptist. Yeah, Westboro Baptist, right? We'd be judging all Christians based on that if that were the case. Right. Yeah, right. or all Catholics based on the few priests that have gotten in trouble for some very scandalous oh, yeah. things. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to, to yeah. point a finger and, and you know, paint uh, paint a whole group of people with one broad brush. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, doesn't always apply. Right. I mean, I have this interesting kind of <laughs> personal experience with it because my family does have such a varied, <laughs> yeah. varied it's belief systems and we all tend to hide it from my grandma <laughs> <laughs> because my grandma is Roman Catholic. She was brought up Irish Roman Catholic. That's the way she is. My, my mom and my aunt are both Christian, but my mom practices witchcraft along with being Christian. Right. Okay. And she takes a lot of that inspiration and ideas for it from the Bible which I think is fascinating, and I love when she talks to me about it. But then, I mean, we also have atheists, Buddhists, Satanists, me, pagan. Like, it's a very mixed group of people. But Grandma thinks we're all Catholic. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, just don't let Gam Gam know. Yeah, we just got to keep it a secret from her. That's all. (laughs) That actually kind of sounds like a little like fun almost. <laughs> I know it's probably a little stressful, but you know. Well, yeah, sometimes I have like the family that doesn't include grandma over for some of the pagan holidays and we'll talk and we'll just compare all these different things. Like my sister, she's atheist, but leans more towards like satanic like the 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 living satanist type perspective which gets a bad rap but really they're just super extra atheists like <laughs> <laughs> right they're they go over the top with just uh, almost mocking a little bit which oh, i'm yeah. not into but teach their own yeah when i was in that phase i was always wearing my uh satanic uh pentagram the you know the the one you get from the church of satan and the one with is it baphomet yeah the, the goat's head or yeah and i would always get asked about it. it and and then i'd be like yes we don't believe in satan as a as a physical manifestation he's a construct blah 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 and yeah. i would get all into that but then i got tired of explaining all that shit i'm like you know what look it up <laughs> <laughs> We're not out here cutting open goats and sacrificing them. Like, I drink your blood. Yeah, That's I funny. mean, there's a lot of issues with that on its own, but like, I wear shit like that all the time, like with the Baphomet head and the pentagram and inverted pentagram and stuff like that. And I get questions and I'll just go, yeah, isn't it cute? Like, <laughs> yeah. Although you can get by with that, with the inverted pentagram, because that actually means that you are more of a hedonistic witch than you would be a spiritual witch because the the upright pentacle means, you know, uh, the spiritual nature, while the downward facing pentagram in witchcraft, it actually means like the hedonistic and of the flesh and all that. 
kind of into both. <laughs> <laughs> You're up and down. Yeah. Hey, you gotta have a good healthy balance of everything, light and dark. Yeah, exactly. Gotta gotta have both to be equal. Best of both worlds. Absolutely. Now I'm thinking of mermaids. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Surf and turf. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I just got called back to an episode of Alien Theorist Theorizing where they were like oh, talking yes. about mermaids and saying the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Much love to ATT. <laughs> that is but just. Jess, you mentioned that you said you do cast spells, so that that is a, a big part of of what goes on. Um, can you go into a little bit of that? Sure. Um, that is a very broad topic, <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. and it really like when you ask a witch about spells that they cast, everyone is going to give you kind of a different answer. Which is fine, because we all have different backgrounds, different belief systems, and to each their own. Um, when it comes to spells, usually I will do things for, like, protection, prosperity, fertility, when it comes to, like, my garden and stuff. Like, I don't want any more kids, but my garden, I would like to be fruitful. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the main kind of things I do, but... I have done things like curses and hexes as well because I personally don't see an issue with it as long as it's done responsibly and kind of like you're you're not angry in the moment and doing it just out of being spiteful. If it's really deserving, then I feel like you should be able to go for it. But I'm also... <laughs> not in that mind frame where I think like it's gonna come back on me like a lot of like especially the new age which is times three in the yeah the rule of three it's where whatever you put out is gonna come back times three I don't believe that really I mean I feel like if I'm doing something like that it's deserved yeah I liked your definition on when you were with talking with Leslie fear and you were giving the definition between hexes and curses. That, I mean, that kind of depends on who you ask, really. But to me, the difference is like a curse doesn't have a stopping point. It goes until you decide it stops or it runs its course to where a hex, maybe a quick little, you know, it, we're trying to show you what you did wrong and this is there's a reason for this happening. And a jinx is kind of the same thing, but less severe. <laughs> <laughs> jinx. It's just a smaller hex. Right. Right. But those have like a time frame. Those have a, a shelf life, if you want to say. It's, it gets its point across and then it's done to where a curse can go generations, years. It it doesn't really have a stopping point unless you set one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when people put it into context and they say something like, oh, the family curse, which means it's technically been around for generations and you've just inherited the family curse, you know? Yeah, which I guess is a thing. Like I've never personally dealt with something like that, but I have heard stories of these generational curses and people for asking for advice on how to break them 
And since I haven't had any kind of experience with it, I got no fucking clue. Like, <laughs> like good luck. <laughs> now, so do people actually consult with you for uh, spiritual advice or breaking hexes and curses and that type of thing? On occasion, it doesn't happen very often that anything like serious comes up. That's that's a rare thing. But I do get questions multiple times a week about certain ingredients and spells and them saying, hey, this doesn't feel right to me or is this right or what should I do for this or, you know, things like that. Okay. Or saying they want to try certain things and asking for advice on where to start. And I get those <laughs> regularly. Like asking, uh, can I befriend a fairy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See, I usually hold my tongue, but sometimes I just can't. Yeah, and that's something you and I talked about. That fairies, I, I did one episode on them, and I really need to do, do another, even just to put out that warning to not fuck with fairies. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of times, like, they were seen almost like demons, but not quite as bad. Like, that's an accurate representation if you want to kind of take that stereotype of what something demonic might be and just add in that they're just a jackass <laughs> Yeah. along with it. That's a fairy. I mean, that's <laughs> it can be rewarding in a way, but uh, the cons way outweigh the pros. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand their, their code of morality or whatever... Um, mm -hmm. maybe a murder would be perfectly acceptable to this type of fae that you're dealing with. And so it's very, it's very, very difficult. You can't, you can't, um, project your own human morality onto these beings, which I find yeah. funny because people are trying to project onto them that they're like some uh, cute little Tinkerbell thing. And I always found mm -hmm. that laughable. Yeah, there really aren't any. There, there's very, very few that even slightly resemble physically what Tinkerbell is. And none act like it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're way more likely to get like a Rumpelstiltskin than you are a Tinkerbell. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where you do have to do the research. And I know this sounds insane that we're talking about fairies in a realistic kind of way. <laughs> But that's kind of the way that works. If you're interested in it and you want to know more about it, do your research before you decide to invite one into your home or to ask a favor of one because that's like asking a favor from a mob boss. Mm. Like, you're getting yourself into some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... You're not you're not certain of the price, especially if you can't see what you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. If the mob were invisible and able to pass through doors, windows, walls, whatever, that's fairies. Don't invite them into your home, for God's sake. Yeah, don't do that. Absolutely do not do that. I mean, I heard there was a trick. If you do want to catch a glimpse of one, 
You um, have yourself a nice little garden to attract a specific kind of fae and make sure that um, it's, I guess there's like a few butterflies around because apparently they do enjoy butterflies and perhaps they'll let you catch a glimpse of them. That's what I've heard. I, I have no idea. I mean, I've only kind of half caught a glimpse of one maybe <laughs> and it's not what I expected at all. Um, I have had little instances that I do chalk up to being because of fairies, because it, that's what makes the most sense once you do, like, looking into it, that that fits. But this, it kind of looked like a very small, but very wrinkly old man that had maybe been sitting in water for a few days. Oh. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't Tinkerbell at all. <laughs> it was more like how you would think of what, like, a goblin would look like. Mixed with, like, a little old man. But I think the only reason I caught the glimpse was because they were pissed because I wasn't taking care of my garden. <laughs> ah, yes, uh, that'll do it. So you remedied, so you remedied that? No. No, oh, I didn't. Come on. You, you didn't even take care of your garden after that? I have, I have stuff up in place so that they don't, they don't fuck with my shit. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, but I think that's why I caught the glimpses because they weren't able to come on my property and actually do anything. Mm. They That's how maybe they got my attention a little bit, but I still didn't do anything about it because I had other stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> Priorities. All right. So Priorities. That's, that's where the goofer dust comes into play. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. Look, twice this... now I've been asked about fairies. <laughs> I've heard you. I've heard you mention something about fairies before, so I'm glad Blades asked about it because it would have completely got right by me. So, that was, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, that is what I definitely remember hearing you say. <laughs> I just yeah. had to because I mean, when I when I had uh, heard about it when she was doing the interview with Leslie, and then when somebody had brought it up in Facebook, and I looked at it, I was like, all right, I definitely got to talk to her about this. Yeah, because they posted something about summoning fairies to protect land or something about fairies protecting land. Mm-hmm. And I got very concerned very fast. <laughs> yeah, you, you, nature will fuck you up <laughs> once again. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's our quote, man. You, you're really trying to push that quote. I, I am. I, I'm trying to get it in every episode. Yeah. Nature will fuck you up. I'm not going to die here. And one that I would like to add to the list is don't fuck with fairies. Don't. I I was going to say Absolutely. that like Bobby Anthem's new quote, don't fuck with fairies. We're going to put that so on a shirt. I excited to hear that. <laughs> I'll put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll make that happen. Next next new design that I come out with. I'll, like, don't fuck with fairies. And I'll have Tinkerbell with a Ghostbusters symbol over it, you know. Oh, that's funny. I like that. I like that idea. Nice. Well, look, man, this conversation, this conversation flowed so smoothly. I I can't believe that so much time has already gone by, but we're just, we're going to have to actually wrap this up, but we definitely have to pick it up at another point because there was so much more stuff that uh, I wanted to get into and we just, uh, 
I mean, this has been such a good conversation, you know? Well, anytime, like, just let me know. Cool, yeah, we're definitely gonna do that. But once again, before we wrap this up, uh, let everybody know uh, what your podcast is. I know you're, I know you're on a, a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break, but uh, let people know where they can find you. Now is the perfect time to binge your show. This is the perfect time. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, my name is Jess. I host the podcast Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos. You can find it pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Booze in that is spelled B-O-O-S, like the paranormal, you know. Um, You can find me on social media. You can search just shoes, booze, and tattoos on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email me at the same email address, shoesboozeandtattoos at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything like that. If you want to hear me rant about fairies, you know, (laughs) that's pretty much it. And definitely, we also would love to see you on the Fourth Hand Network soon. Yes. Yes. Both you You'll and be, Jay. You would be a perfect fit. Trust us on that. <laughs> perfect fit. You would absolutely love it. Let's I'm definitely out. intrigued. I've looked up little bits about networks, and I've really just got more questions now than answers. So uh-huh. I will have to get a hold of him and you know it, it really is a blast i mean when we get in those group chats and everybody is just talking it's so much fun i mean i always have fun in there and you know brent he uh he puts out a lot of advice for up and coming podcasts like how to present yourselves and how to get out there and even how to get on imdb your podcast I mean, there's a lot of cross promotion yeah it's a lot of good shit I think I might shit myself if I saw an IMDb about myself. <laughs> and then you can be on Inhuman Cafe telling the yes. story of shitting yourself. <laughs> right. You, you can have your experience with pants pooping. <laughs> All right. So thanks again, Jess. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all, from how to make a peanut butter sandwich, to how can I get my hot coworker to notice me, to how do manatees bang, any question at all. Just contact at I-E-X-P underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the Inhumans and... Today's question, once again, from Brand Daddy McBaggins. And today he wants to know, how do you get the smell of loneliness and defeat out of your clothes? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. That sounds very sad, and I'm sorry for you, Brand Daddy. I mean, patchouli usually does it. It'll keep everybody Patchou- away. Patchouli, okay. <laughs> yeah, it gets the smell of anything out and just replaces it with hippie armpits. 
I'm actually okay with that smell. I'm okay with the hippie smell, man. I like patchouli. A lot of people don't. Oh, I hate um, it. <laughs> I like it. I like, but you know what? I I've been called the hippie myself, though. So maybe that's why I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't even know what patchouli smells like, though. It smells like hippies. Imagine a hippie with tie dye, dirty hair, um, sandals. Uh, and that, that smell that comes off of them, that's clearly not weed. That's patchouli. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit there. Ah, uh, come on, man. <laughs> I can't be the only one. <laughs> You've been to like a Renaissance fair before, right? No, I've never been to one of those. What? No. <laughs> the whole place smells like patchouli. Oh, Jesus. You, uh, you park I, and you smell it. Damn. Why a Ren Fair? I mean, those are like nerds. Like us, yeah. you know? I'm a nerd. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's why I asked if you were, if you had been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying nerds smell like loneliness and defeat. Okay, I gotcha. Pretty, that's pretty spot on, actually. <laughs> um, and we also have that effervescent basement odor as well. That basement musk. <laughs> yes, that strong musk of basement. You know, the, the only uh, tan we got comes from a computer monitor, that kind of thing. <laughs> that glow. <laughs> that, that pale glow. That radioactive computer tan. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what would help with that. Um, I feel like Brandaddy might need some legitimate help. <laughs> um, I don't know any numbers for anybody in this area, so he'd have to look that up on the old Google machine. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Try some smudging if you like to. If you like the smell of sage, that might help. Sage smells feeling. awesome. I know. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, sage smells a lot like pot, so that's why I like it. It does. You, it does. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. I hadn't made that connection, but okay. Well, uh, that might actually help, Brandaddy. Maybe, you know, light, light something up a little bit. You know, that'll help with that feeling. There you go. Take a little toke of the snoochie boochies. Snooch to the nooch. <laughs> that would... I, I feel like, and this is something that I don't even personally do myself, but I mean, if you're feeling that, that loneliness, you know, um, it'll replace that smell in your clothes with, with that one, <laughs> you know? Right. And then somebody may actually come up to you and be like, hey, man, you got another joint? And that's how you make friends, man. There, there you we go. go. We got there. Oh, right. shit. No more loneliness or defeat. Man, we are good at this, dude. This is what happens when we bring in a pro like Jess. Yeah. We should all get licensed for something. <laughs> for something. Yeah. For something. <laughs> so that actually worked out well, man. We got there. Um, thank you, Brand Daddy, for asking a question. Um, we actually, we really appreciate your questions. Anybody else who has a question, you know, just do what the nice young lady said at the beginning of this thing. Send it in. You can hit us up on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast with the hashtag Inhuman Resources. Or email us at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. 
you're hungry for more podcasts, you can always go to our network, which is fourthhand.com slash shows and check out all of the great podcasts that they have there. Yeah, man. You can check out some decent shows like Blurry Photos. You can check out the Mad Scientist podcast. You can for sure check out the Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show. You could check out State of Fear podcast, What the Suck uh, Beyond Terrestrial podcast. We're going to be doing some uh, shit with those guys pretty soon. And Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind as well, among all the other great podcasts that are there. Yeah, man. I heard they got this weird type of show with some some dudes and like uh, some other robot type stuff called Hysteria 51 or something like that. But my favorite thing about this network is for once, I am not the weirdest person in the room. Right. And I'm not the most awkward person in the room. It's great. <laughs> We're loving it, man. Check it out. You're going to love it, too. So once again, that is fourthhand.com slash shows. This is confirmed sighting. If you're into comic books or movies like sci-fi, horror, those kind of films, like anything genre related, books, poetry, artists, etc. Like that, that kind of thing. It's like um, something that you have recently read, seen, or heard, or something that has shaped or impact your life. Can I talk about Ghost Bane? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, you'll get it as we talk about it because it, he references the occult and Aleister Crowley like on a consistent basis. Oh, trust me. I know. I He's like one of yeah. the only new artists that I listen to. I love him. <laughs> I've been on a binge. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So lately I've been on this little binge with an artist or I don't know how you even classify him. He's a rapper, but also does like a new metal type music. So it's not for everybody, <laughs> but I've been on this like binge of Ghost Mane lately. And he's really interesting because he does bring in a lot of occult elements into his music quite frequently he'll, you'll hear him talk about Aleister Crowley or different deities such as like Hermes or um, oh my goodness what's the other one that he names all the time Poseidon or you know there's so many times that he references all these different occult subjects and his music isn't for everybody but it's something that I've been sucked into lately just because it's intriguing and it's something that is very new and it's speaking to certain things that I would like to look into further, especially with the interest of Aleister Crowley. And he was a very complicated person. <laughs> Not everybody likes him or his ideas or his way of doing things. But it does make me want to look into it a little bit more just because of the words in his songs and how he talks about these things. So that's one thing that I've been really binging into lately is <laughs> Ghost Mane. Oh, wow. So have you heard all of his albums and uh, the little singles that he has put out th over the years? 
I've heard quite a lot of his stuff. <laughs> um, I usually have a Ghostbane mix playing from either Spotify or my Pandora that just go through a lot of his songs and related artists, but specifically on my Spotify, it brings up a lot of his and like Poya's collaborations together. And quite a few are pretty dark when you listen to the lyrics, but the beat to it makes it feel like something completely different. Yeah. I like the albums where he has a mixture of industrial, uh, metal, and just like that really offbeat kind of rap style. I I don't know. I really dig that dark stuff that he comes up with. I do too. I, I like the way he transforms all of these thoughts and feelings that a lot of us have that are interested in the occult and that do some research into it and he makes it into a fucking song (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think he plays most of his own instruments too which is another badass thing right right he does all of his own music himself that's badass because they're they're not i mean i could count on one finger a lot of these new artists that create their own material yeah it's very few it's usually they have a team of people helping or a bunch of these different different people that are helping to produce this music and he's he doesn't do that like at all (laughs) yeah and then i kind of looked back into the like i think i was on reddit one day and i looked back into the history of like how ghost main got started and he was um I think he was in the hardcore scene or he did have like a couple of metal bands that he was in before he started doing like a lot of this rap stuff. And I listened to it and I was like, ah, man, I could get into this. This shit is pretty cool. And then like um, when he did like that Southern rap style, I wasn't really too much into that. But then when it started getting like that really dark themed um, kind of thing where he was rapping really fast and then screaming and then the guitars would come on and then it would switch up and things would change i was like okay i can get down with this this is like very eccentric this is different i can definitely get on board with that yeah that's that's one of the things that i really liked about him was that it was such a mashup of all these different genres into one (laughs) and condensed into one little two minute song yeah. And <laughs> you, you're just left wanting more. Yeah. And he did it good because, like, that's how punk rock used to do it back in the day. They kept it at, at yeah. maximum, like, two minutes, uh, really quick songs, but they always had you kind of wanting more. And that's the feeling I got after listening. It's like you can finish an entire album in probably 25 minutes, and then you want to go back yeah. to it and, like, listen again to see what you missed. Absolutely. And this particular artist, Ghostmane, I mean, his real name is Eric Whitney, which is like the most just non-assuming, just like (laughs) normal name ever. But when you look at his music, where he came from, his origins with the, the heavier metal that he started out with and how he evolved. But then also when you find out that he's an astrophysicist, on top of all of that. Oh, wow. See, I did not I know like, that part. He has a degree in astrophysics. 
That's incredible. And so he's not like the average rapper that you hear nowadays who drop out of school at like 15 and lived on the streets and, you know, stuff that you hear about like that. He, mm-hmm. he raps about very different topics. And you can tell when you listen to his lyrics that that kind of stuff has no real influence on him. It's through reading, it's through education, it's through being an astrophysicist (laughs) that got him to the point where he is. And that is like, you don't see that in music anymore. No, you really don't. Or if, um, if it has happened in music, it's not really noted very well by people. You know, no. they kind of gloss over it. Because like I said, that this is the first time I'm hearing it and I'm just amazed. I'm like, holy shit, he's an astrophysicist? Wow. Yeah, and a couple of the interviews I watched with him, he got into astrophysics after learning some things about like Aleister Crowley and how something like witchcraft is tied in with astrophysics and with string theory and all these different things that are, you have to have a much higher education to understand any of it. And that was just fascinating to me because this is somebody that actually like took an interest in school, took an interest in education and learning all of these things that are just in the mainstream kind of chalked up to be like, pseudoscience and like the stuff that they're calling pseudoscience now is actually becoming real science which is i find that incredible as well right and it's just because we're learning more and more and being able to prove consistently more and more what these things do and how they interact and it gets to be more consistent but that's because we're we're just learning more and (laughs) Well, shit, I have a whole new respect for Ghostmane. I mean, I respected him as an artist already, but then you tell me mm-hmm. this, and I'm just like, wow, that blew my mind right there. Yeah, he's an extremely intelligent person, and it shows, but he's also somebody that deals with depression and, you know, social anxiety, and it, <laughs> he talks about that something we can all relate to or at least those of us uh on this podcast right now yeah and his music is not really for you if anything involving suicide and stuff like that triggers you just because he does talk about it or he raps about it in his songs about his own feelings towards it and Mm -hmm. what he's gone through so if that's going to be triggering maybe don't look him up yeah (laughs) I didn't know that we could go that deep in a ghost meme, but that was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, he's a fascinating person. I guess so. I'll have to do a little bit more research. (laughs) After my Ace Ventura binge, I'll uh, be listening to all the ghost made albums once again. Well, there you go. I mean, it's time well spent, honestly. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.